Hey guys, welcome back to Overtakes. This is Misfit, and today we are going to be recapping week 25 of the Overwatch League. Changing things up a little bit, we're going to hit on some of the big storylines, recap some noteworthy matches, and then we're going to talk about the highlighted matches that we had on our preview episode. Um, mostly talking Gladiators Fusion, because it was probably the best match of the week. And we're going to talk Shock Mayhem, mostly just to talk about how good the Shock are. Match with the Mayhem, we thought it was going to be semi-close, but they kind of blew them out of the water. The Mayhem somehow picked up a map in that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, so let's dive in. All right, there are no surprises on the Friday slate. We had uh, Boston getting wrecked by the Shock. They did play a little bit better, though. They did take a map from them, but it was nothing to write home about. We're going to talk about the Mayhem and the Shock in a little bit. But the Shock are just on a different level than the rest of the teams. Yeah, they got beat by Paris. But they just slotted in Tayo, and uh, here they are. They just they are insanely good at everything. They're the best coach team in the league. They're near impossible to beat with, without God-tier performances by people like Sparkle and stuff like that. All right, let's move on to Saturday, and we're going to start start talking about the APAC region and its general insanity. We had some good matches here uh, on Saturday. Well, close matches. Chengdu is doing Chengdu things again. They are, since the, they changed their coach, they've gotten back to what they do best. They came in, they played Seoul, they beat them 3-2. Seoul didn't play terrible, they didn't play great. We got a lot of illicit. No fits this week. Um, we also saw Bedosin get swapped out uh, a couple of times. I think he only played the last two maps in this one. But Chengdu has a meta that they can work with here. Um, without the Orisa, you can have Aming on ball and doing ball things. Jinmu playing a good Genji. Leave playing really well, uh, playing a lot of Ash. And their supports did what they do. Uh, you know, you can say what you want. Molly's looked better than he has in the past. But they came out and they beat Seoul. I, I picked Seoul in this one to be, win a close one because I didn't. I don't think Seoul is uh, playing at anywhere near any kind of good level. I just thought they were better than Chengdu. But Chengdu came out. They're doing their own thing again. They're actually, I think they're first in the standings. Well, they're at least in the top two with uh, Shanghai for the Countdown Cup. Um, it's impossible sometimes to find the info that you need from... From the website, but anyway, the the hunters are playing way way better better than I thought they were going to do um, in actuality. But they they have a situation where they can play ball with without a lot of interference with Arissa and that kind of stuff, and it, it just helps them out a lot immensely. And then Jinmu can get on comfort picks. Everybody gets on comfort picks because they were playing a lot of Mercy. Um, they. They shut down Soul, who was running a lot of Sombra, which you know you kind of expected in, in APAC to see the Sombra out. But Soul did not look bad, but they didn't look good either. And then we had Shanghai taking on London, who London put up a fight. They came back. But in the end, Shanghai did what they do. And then the last match on Saturday in APAC was another one that uh, we got wrong. And that was New York burying Guangzhou 3-0. It was close match. It wasn't exactly a blowout, but uh, New York brought uh, and New York brought in Bianca, 
and they looked a, a lot better. And they were running some dive stuff with ball. They were do, they were doing some of the stuff that they do in APAC, the other teams, and they seemed to have picked it up well. They because they literally the, the week the week before they tried to grind the match to a halt, and they just got buried by Chengdu. But this time they came out. They were they they had like a, a level of communication and confidence and and that kind of thing. Plus, you know, you get guys on like Jonak on Zen and heroes that some of these guys are good at. Mono has a good ball, and some you know they they did some other things and they, they look good. Nade looked really good, but they beat Guangzhou pretty pretty handily. I mean, they they swept him, so you got to give him props for that. Thought Guangzhou was probably the second best team in the in in the region, tied with uh, Shanghai. I still think they're up there. They're probably number two, solid two now. New York is kind of creeping back up. Chengdu looks good, though, with this matter. We'll see what happens next week, though, when we don't have hero pools. And then we can wrap up the APAC uh, region with Sunday, where Chengdu buried Hangzhou. Hangzhou just looks bad again. I I thought they were coming back. They looked decent. They were playing really well last week. But alas, they just... I don't know what it is. They just haven't had enough time together, I'm going with... They just looked, they just did not look good at all. When Chengdu can play their own thing, you can get boomed pretty easy. And it seems like that's what happened to Hangzhou in this one. And then Shanghai destroyed Seoul, like we said, uh, 3-0. Seoul didn't play bad again, but they couldn't finish anything. The the normal Seoul things, relying too much on profit to do too much stuff. The same things we talked about over and over again with this team. They lost. Shanghai looked good again. But let's move on to NA, where we had some fun stuff, uh, ha- you know, go on. <laughs> and one of the things we're going to talk about on Saturday is, dear San Francisco Shock, stop playing twenty minutes of game time. We want some tokens. <laughs> um, they speed ran the uh, Vancouver Titans. This match was just oof. It was brutal to watch. I'm, I'm sure if any, you know, if you blinked, you missed it. But they, San Francisco just absolutely annihilated Vancouver as literally as fast as they could. I believe they, they broke the, uh, match time record by three minutes. They set it under 20. I know that it was like 19 minutes and uh, a little bit. And there are just points where, you know, Vancouver was just uh, completely outmatched. And they're one of the teams like we, like I've been talking about. That are enabled by Arissa, so they might be able to do a little bit next week, but I don't know. I I just I'm afraid of where they're at sometimes. They just you know, they just get boomed easy. And yeah, they then the thing is is they have guys on different ping and all that stuff. Don't think they're the worst team in the league, but they're in that pack of teams that can flip flop you know, like we always talk about that middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack, even, uh, you know, your Toronto's, your Dallas's, your Houston's, they might be a tick lower than a couple of those teams, but they all have a chance to beat each other. They have moments where they look good and they have moments where they're uncoordinated and they just get feasted upon. And <laughs> this is one of those uh, situations where it was just brutal. It was uh, absolute brutality. The shock just destroyed them there was nothing else to say about that um we saw tayo we saw super on genji i mean they could have they could have put super's uh stream chat uh, on genji and it wouldn't matter they just they're so coordinated so good so well coached 
they just outclassed Vancouver by a, a mile. Uh, then Florida did the, kind of did the same to Washington. Washington did not look good at all in this. They had moments where they looked better. Florida, and we'll get into more of that in the next uh, match. They're they're lacking in some spots right now. That yet yeah, they're helped out by the Arisa, but when they're playing teams that are lower than them in the seating, they're doing what they should do, and they're beating them. They're beating the Washingtons. They're beating the teams that they should beat. The Washingtons, the Bostons. You know, when even when they play closer matches, when they have teams that are in their realm, so to speak, like Houston or Toronto, they tend to beat those teams. Um, Dallas, though they beat they beat teams like that. In this matter, they might have a little trouble with Dallas. They they're lacking. They need another DPS player, I think, just to take a to take some pressure off of BQB and Yaki, um, which we'll get into in a minute. And also, when they when you have your best Genji and your best Tracer as on as Yaki, you don't you can't run that. You can't mirror the the Genji Tracer or do anything like that, or even another Genji player. That's on the level of Yaki or close. That's hard to do. He's really good. But someone that has a good Genji or a good Tracer where you could ping pong them back and forth. You can run, you can run the Genji Tracer or, you know, some situations you run, you know, whatever you need to run with, with Yaki that BQB is not necessarily good at. But Washington was a mess in this match for parts of it. They just, their coordination's not good. There are moments when you, you look at them and you're like, okay, they could do okay. You know, Roar's a decent, at times, uh, Winston player. We saw a lot of Winston this weekend. Winston, Zarya seem to be a thing. And the more I watch it, the more I kind of like the utility it brings, especially if you're on kind of a dive thing. I like, ultimately, I like Sigma's kit and all that stuff better. But in this, if you're running a dive, I, I like... I like where Zarya is at with this. I, I was kind of skeptical about it a couple of weeks ago when we just saw Soul and a couple of teams in APAC running it. You're just kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. But without Orisa, it, it it definitely has a better look and a feel. Next match, we had Dallas taking on Boston. Dallas just played with their food in this one. They lost a map. They had the match well in hand. There are points when they played bad Dallas, but I don't know if I don't think that had anything to do with anything other than the motivation to play Boston. Other than you know, if, if you put your mind to it, you're just going to beat them because you're just better overall. There's really nothing much to say about that. I, I would like to see Dallas tighten up their coordination a little bit. It was a little sloppy here, but it was Boston, and you can play sloppy and lose. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that one. We're going to talk about the next match later. Philly beat the Gladiators three to two. Good showing by both teams in this couple of moments here and there. It could have gone either way. Philly takes the win. Then let's hit the next match, which the Gladiators had the unfortunate thing. And this used to happen in season one a lot where you had the back-to-back games that I wasn't a fan of uh, where you play the last late game and then you uh, have to get up, play the next one right right off the bat. And they're playing a team that is definitely this meta is made for them. And that was Paris. And Paris just destroyed them like they weren't even there as good as they played against philly they played terrible against <laughs> against paris and something to note when we'll talk about this in a little bit uh, we saw mirror playing uh some zarya where you know he he kind of was one of the better zarya's during the goats era uh we didn't get to see him in this in, in this league but he, he did really well on that he's good at 
they obviously thought he was better than Space or anyone else they had that could fill that role. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. San Francisco would run – I mean, if they had Sinatra, I'm sure, and they were running the Zarya. Yeah, you have Choi, but you'd pr- they'd probably be running Sinatra when they wanted to run um, Zarya. If he was on the team still, of course, but then, you know that's neither here nor there. Hanbin ab- absolutely dominated this match. Sparkle was amazing. This whole team plays absolutely insane. the uh, The amount of talent that they have is unbelievable. And young talent, new talent. It's like kind of like watching, even though they're not, they weren't a form team coming in. It's kind of like watching Vancouver in a way. If this team had started out with this roster at the beginning of the season, they would be hands down the best team in the league. I'm not going against the fact that they're not right now. They're just not quite at shock level, even though they beat them. But this match was just, eh. Same thing with the next match. We had um, Philadelphia beating up on Toronto. What can you expect? They, they just they ran a really nice Genji, and uh, Paris started doing this too. The, the kind of the, the, the Genji flank destruction. Uh, the Gladiators were doing, had some good looks with Kepster on Genji, especially against Philadelphia. He looked really good, but they started running a McCree, and then they were running some other things just basically to make Genji's life a living hell. And Agility's got absolutely no value out of any blades or anything like that. And Philadelphia could just do whatever they wanted. Sato played decent in this. Everybody for Philadelphia looked decent enough. I mean, there wasn't anybody you're going, ah, that was kind of terrible. Um, Low-key Sato's been playing really well. Yeah, he gets a lot of support, but I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe that was the problem before. Because if you forget, everyone said, Fraggy used to feed. Sato feeds. Fraggy feeds. But then they get to a new support line in there with Alarm and Funny Astro and Alarm and Boombox playing a different hero than he normally than we were used to. Maybe the problem was the support line and not the tank line. They were spending a lot of their resources and stuff throwing it into Carpe, throwing it in EQO. When those guys need resources, yes. But... In the grand scheme of things, if you think about it, if you if they kept the tanks alive, there's a lot of situations where Philadelphia could have done better in the championship. You know, all that kind of stuff from season one and a, a little bit last year, too, where everybody said, yeah, he Saturday didn't have the greatest Reinhardt, but did he have the resources? Sometimes that's the difference. I mean, it was a difference in this one. They, they just boomed Toronto. <laughs> last match of the weekend, we uh, had this on our slate for th- matches we wanted to watch because we wanted to see where these teams are at. Houston obviously is in a odd spot. They did not look great in this one. Hydration on ball was, which w- is where, you know, you're kind of like, all right, Hydration's got a good ball. This is how he kind of got thrown in the tank thing. Thought he was going to do well, but he just, it, 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 it fell flat. Um, Blase and Genji was decent, but not the greatest. Um, Washington, after losing the first map, they were very, and it's it goes all the way back to the, not all the way, but back to the Mayhem match. It, it feels like Ark and Aim God were, were just doing what they could to keep each other alive because there was no peel, there was no support for them, and they were basically doing the, we're healing them when we can, but we're fighting this battle of staying alive to, to at least make a fight kind of work. Then and, and all of a sudden they flipped the switch on Anubis and uh, Tuba started taking over. They started getting some room for Aim God 
and Ark was doing Ark-like things. Yes, he was Ark the Never Dying and all that kind of stuff. But he, he did enough to keep Roar alive, and so did uh, Aim God. Aim God was hitting some sick shots with Zen, and that was another thing this weekend. We saw a lot of good Zen play, which is fantastic. I, lo- I love Zen play. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it. Some people still aren't. I think it's situationally, it, it, it's a good good comp to run. It worked really well for the Justice at times. Um, BAP is good, but sometimes hitting a right-click volley and taking uh, instantly resetting a fight with a Zen is almost better than than the Amp Matrix and some of the other things that, you know, the, the massive healing output and everything. If you want to run a Razor's Edge and try and just grit it out, you have one of the best damage dealers. And a lot of these teams have guys that can frag the fuck out on on Zenyatta. And sometimes I'd rather play that, like New York. Would you rather have Jonak on Zen or Bap? If he annihilates half the team, you don't have to worry about healing. In his words, generally, not not mine. If you kill everyone, you don't have to heal. <laughs> DPS Moira remains a mantra. And that was the last match of the weekend. Houston did not look good. They got outplayed. There was a lot of outplay going on in a lot of these matches. We had a lot of 3-0s again, but we had some close matches and some flip-arounds, you know, where teams did things that we didn't think they were going to do. Boston actually won two maps in a week. So, you know, there's the positive for them. I'm sure everybody's going to have them at 19 now um, instead of 20. They won two maps uh, with two teams literally fucking around playing them. But that's the schedule. Now, this is something we were going to talk about. I wanted to do some... Do some different things. We're gonna do a little, uh, little breakdown. Talk a little bit about a couple of matches in the week. We're gonna do this. Start doing this every week. Three or four minutes on each. We're gonna talk about. First, we're gonna talk about San Francisco and Florida. This was on our slate as matches to watch, and one of the reasons why I wanted to pick up on this one. Yes, I'm a Florida fan. I should not be talking about this if I'm, a, you know, as a, from a Florida side. It's not a good look. But there was a lot of things in here that shows you the the, the dominance of San Francisco. There were some weird looks. I, I do like re, um, Chris on Lucio. Yeah, you went to speed boost and all that kind of stuff. BQB, they had him on Reaper. This is where some of the BQB Yaki stuff, they, they ran a Reaper Tracer. I'm not a fan, or Reaper um, Genji. Not the biggest fan of that. They got kind of boomed in this. Uh, Tayu was on Tracer. Um, it's a McCree. They didn't really deal with BQB as much. Um, but it didn't matter, really. They came out and they took care of business. Low-key, maybe not low-key enough, Smurf is looking like, to me, one of the most versatile and best tanks. Yeah, they've even stopped, at this point, taking him out and putting in Super for the Reaper, or for the um, Reinhardt maps. We had that, you know, and then anytime you have Striker involved, where he's, especially when they got him on the Tracer, it, it, he's just insane. He's... I keep saying he's the best tracer in the league. Look up the stats. He's just an animal. His tracking and his pathing on maps is just, it's so hard to deal with, especially when he gets into the back lines and stuff like that. He's just a terror. He just destroys whatever you're trying to do. He's annoying. But not only is he annoying, he gets kills too. Like full, you know, full clip, headshot, just destroying people. But he he went off in that. Um, I, I'm not like I said. I'm not a fan of the what Florida did with with their uh, uh, their comp decisions. Their comp decisions were 
questionable to start. They seem to get in these comp decisions when you have to, well, not have to, when you want to run a Tracer Genji or something along those lines where, or it even happens the other way where, you know, you want to run a double hit scan. Luckily, Ash and uh, Tracer work really well together in the current, the way things are going. But yeah, there was just a couple of things I was just like, uh, I'm not a fan of. I'm mean, Chris on Lucio is not great, but for this comp, you kind of needed a Lucio. So, okay, we'll take there. Um, Kings Row, they had a, the mayhem just in their first, and this is, this is less the mayhem playing bad than San Francisco being so smart. They, they started that map off and they just boomed them and just started rolling. They got, get all the way through. On offense, though, the Mayhem did look better. They looked like they kind of had a little bit of uh, juice for the the shock. They they got it. They were moving pretty good. They they got through. They had a couple of they had some. They were doing really well with the alt economy on their offense. Way better than they were doing on doing with that on defense. San Francisco just knows how to use their alts and counter alts and all that kind of stuff perfectly. Um, there were uh, there was a point where they uh, switched up to BAP. They put Violet on Zen, and that really is just. Violet just went off and just started clicking heads uh, towards, especially at point three. And it just took the mayhem forever to get it in where they had almost a better time back than, than San Francisco going in. San Francisco just outplayed them. Mayhem take them on Anubis with some luck and some skill. They, they look good on Anubis. It wasn't the greatest. I mean, they, they won by, you know, they, they, they got them. They had a nice hold. It really is how it worked out. But once again, Violet, Violet being, doing what he did and he playing Zen is just annihilating everybody. Now, as good as they played on Anubis, that Florida just got boomed again by them on, on uh, Gibraltar. They had moments where they could have taken flights and stuff like that, but the clutch ability of San Francisco and holding on to alts and just being able to weather the storm of some of the things that Florida was doing, not necessarily shutting down a blade. Yaki would get one or two guys if he, you know, when he would run, he would go in a uh, dragon blade, but they would come back. Somebody would have something, make a critical pickoff. Usually Violet would either pick off, you know, one of the supports or, you know, Gangnam Jin or somebody. And he, he was, there was a point where he was just harassing BQB. And that, that's obviously when BQB's on Ash, he's the best Ash player in the league. And he, they just were taking him out. And really he had, he had to be on the um, Ash. Ash does offer a lot more, less without Arissa, but it, it's just a better pick for him. He's obviously vastly better at that than he is at Tracer. I think if they had Tracer in there, they might have gotten more value just because he could have been able to harass, you know, with a Tracer, you could harass the the back line a little bit more and give him a, a fight. There was times that when Violet would have sight lines that were nobody would be able to come near him. And this is the thing, you know, if you look at Washington, like we were saying, Violet didn't have to do anything because he had Peel and he had people protecting him and he was nine miles away from everybody. And if anyone tried to make a move towards him, there were, you know, one or two guys on that per that person and they slowed him down enough and they would get discorded and, and 
annihilated. You know, that's all we're going to talk about on this match. It just shows the dominance top to bottom with, without even, like, if you look at their bench, they have Super, they have Moth, they have Rascal. These are three guys that were MVP candidates last year. They replace them with Smurf, Twilight, and uh, and Striker. It, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of talent and the amount of coordination they have with just... Uh, Putting in pieces in this roster, it's just ridiculous. And you could go and and we're, we'll do some we'll talk MVP talk, but you could go down the line right now and go Smurf, Violet. You could even throw in at points Striker. Yes, Striker has been more recent since there's been more Tracer play, but you have that, and then you have guys like Choi that are consistently at, at the top of their game. It, they're just insanely hard to beat. They got rid of Architect. Oh no, they're in trouble. A Genji player. They bring in Tayo. He does enough. They're not asking their Genji player to do what some teams are asking their Genji players to do. Like Florida, for instance. There's a team. They play well around him, yes, but they need Yaki to go off. And if Yaki doesn't go off, or a team like Seoul, if Profit does, doesn't five kill, they don't win. San Francisco's like the opposite. Do enough. But make your picks count. You don't have to kill everybody, but when you get a pick, get somebody that's worth getting. And that's what Tayo was doing. He looked decent enough. You know the Super Genji thing, whatever. That that's fun. And I don't think I don't think Super's bad at Genji. I don't think he's the greatest, but he doesn't have to be. You don't have to be when you have Striker, Smurf, Choi Hyobin, Twilight, and Violet. You can be above average or average even. On a, on a roll, and you're not going to lose. Um, it, it just goes to show you how how much coaching matters. And Kuki's a good coach for Florida. He just got out. They just got outmatched. Now played in this one. Um, let's move on to the better match of the weekend. I just wanted to talk about uh, how good San Francisco is. They just I'm dumbfounded every week by how good they play. Philadelphia and the Gladiators. Let's talk about that. So we have Philly Gladiators. Poco's in match one. There was a nine-hour delay. We got weird shots of Poco doing whatever Poco does. <laughs> just, just started off. Um, we had Mirror on Zarya. is a good pick for them because he's a really good Zarya. He has a really good Zarya just from back in the GOATS days. And, you know, it might you might think it doesn't translate, but he looked pretty good on, on, the, on the Zarya. Not that space is bad, but Mirror brought... You know, he brings the tracking and he knows how to use the bubbles and all that from that. And that's the big thing. You know, yeah, you could put DPS guy on there. They're going to track well, but can they mitigate all the other stuff? Charge, uh, you know, when to grab. And in this, you don't really have a, too much to worry about, except for, you know, at points with, you know, Sombras and, and, and stuff like that, they get thrown in to counter it. But to start off in this match, Gladiators were on fire. They went into... Nepal, and they just, with Mira and the Zarya, he was getting a grab every minute and a half, which, you know, you don't think that's a lot, but holy crap, that's a lot for Zarya. I mean, you know how, you guys all know how slow that all charges. He had 11k damage. Kevster had a great Genji going, 22 final blows, 45 limbs. He, he was just looking fantastic. But then, see, here's the thing good teams, good coaches, this is what you do. They decided to put in Hisu. After they started getting boomed a little bit. Hisu on the Sombra, it made the difference. You know, and Carpe was doing Carpe things to start. But now you have the Sombra, you got hacks, you got all this stuff. Um, and it forced 
it forced the gladiators into a mirror with them. And it also brought into the fold uh, funny Astro who was booping people as usual. And alarm was doing things that, you know, we hadn't seen yet because, you know, Zen hasn't been meta, you know, things that made him who he is. And he was insanely good. The tide started really to turn on Volskaya when they brought in the Sombra. Philadelphia knew what they were going to do. They, they came in, they kind of, the gladiators played really well against them. But they just didn't have enough to finish. And that's been kind of a gladiators thing. And you could say what you want. They looked decent, but they just couldn't finish. Uh, especially Volskaya. That that one, they, there's you know, chances to win that one. Fusion on, on, on the next map were ungodly. This is where I knew that the Fusion were going to win. On 66 with the Sombra just running around and just getting more value out of the Sombra than the Gladiators were getting. They just took things in their own hands. Hisu was playing amazing. Uh, Poco was in on the first map. They were running some Zarya. And then, and then they flipped it out. And then they started doing the... Uh, they wanted to get Fury involved. They wanted to get some other things. They wanted to get them off of the the Genji. And the easiest way to do that and the best way to do that was to, to go with the uh, Sombra comp, which they said was their plan B, which they needed a plan B for sure, because plan A did not work out well. And it, it all just came to a head in this map. And they just turned the screws to the the gladiators. It, it just felt like Big Goose and Shaz couldn't, had no space. Um, Shaz was doing some things on Zenyatta. Big Goose was getting eliminated quite a bit. Oj was feeding at times in this. And the, their main, also one of their main things was they were getting rid of Bird Ring pretty early on the Tracer um, and forcing Kebster onto Sombra, which he's good at, but off of Genji, which he was playing ungodly at earlier in the match, was the key. And they, they almost... They could have f full held them, but there was a couple of fights that the gladiators clutched out, and I thought maybe they could get it moving, but they just didn't have enough time. They they got to the first point, I believe in overtime. I believe it was a, some stall tactics with some ball and stuff like that. They just happened to clutch out a fight against Philly, but all in all, Philadelphia in that just uh, they they impressed me. They did some things that. I needed to see uh, from them, and that some of that was the swapping. They brought they brought in Funny Astro. They bought brought in Hisu. They saw the problem. They they went out. They fixed it, and they sent the gladiators off of their path and off of what they were trying to accomplish, which they were doing really well early on. It's not that the that Kevster played bad on on Sombra. He got outplayed by Hisu, and the way that the Philadelphia Fusion played that that match and that comp, it was just better. They, they picked off the right people. They knew where to go. And then you get in. People say things about Carpe's Tracer. <clears throat> he isn't as flashy as some of the other guys, like your Shaxes and your, you know, he makes critical pickoffs. He will he picks off supports. He sticks uh, bombs into grabs and stuff like that. Or, you know, when, whatever you need him to do. When there's the EMP, he seems to always have a pulse bomb. He's just ready to go. He's always on point. He did get picked off a couple of times, but you know what? He, he was not, um, he, he was no different than he normally is. He, he just clutching things out. Alarm and Funny Astro 
continue to be one of the, if not the best, support lines. We talked about Sato. Sato's getting a lot of resources, but it's just smart play to give him the resources because you don't want your main tank to die. For him to create lanes for for people like uh, Carpe to do what they do, you need, especially when you're running dive and stuff like that, you want to keep that guy up. And he's creating a lot of space for these other guys to do what they do, even for alarm to frag out a little bit and funny Astro to do some of the stuff that he does. Keeping him alive is a smart, the smart move to ultimately see the gladiators at, <laughs> at the end fault, just falter. I think they got boomed on that, on that 66 map. They put up a little bit of a fight in the final map, but you kind of knew where it was going by, by this point, Philadelphia, just, they kind of had their number. They tried to come back, and, and slow, you know, just slow things down a little bit, but it just did not work out for uh, the Gladiators. But it's, it, it should be a good sign for the Gladiators fans that they did put up a good fight. They looked good on what they were running initially. They got countered. They weren't expecting it. Good signs here in this one. Next match that they played the week, uh, not so much, but that's just the level of Paris right now in with with these hero pool, this hero pool situation. It's not going to fluctuate too much. They did what they could, but they just did not have the skill level that those guys did. They were just they just got outplayed uh, in that match, and they got outplayed at the end of this match too. And they got they they just did not have enough work with the Sombra and that kind of stuff. I don't think. I think maybe if they worked on that a little bit more, they would have been okay. Props to Philly for coming out and uh, coming back in that one and showing why they're in the top three in NA. Yeah, Gladiators are pretty low right now. They haven't been playing well, but. I thought they turned the corner a, bit, a little bit last week with a good showing. In this one, they showed up for the first two maps, and then maybe you could say the first three, and then they just fell apart in the last two, um, which is traditionally what the gladiators do. They just eventually fall apart. I'm looking, I'm looking more for what they can do. They're one of those teams, like we also said in the playoffs, everybody's in, so they have a chance to make some noise if you know they get some of their stuff together and tighten some things up. Philly. Look good, dominant towards the end. They got boomed in the beginning. They did what a good team does. They they figured things out. They came back. They they took the necessary steps to beat the Gladiators in this one. Those are the two matches we wanted to talk about in this one. That is going to do it. We're going to have some more content for you guys this week. <clears throat> Look out for that. We're going to have some other things going on, some new stuff. I'll, I'll definitely keep my ear out if I see or hear anything <clears throat> news-wise. Then we'll we'll talk about that for a little bit. Just like to thank all you guys for joining me. It's a very fun episode. Talked a little bit about the matches and all that kind of thing. We're going to talk some players and stuff like that in the middle later in the week. We'll get into some award stuff at some point. Then we'll, you know, we're going to hit on week 26 going going into the playoff or going into the countdown tournament. We'll take care of that. And then everybody out there in YouTube land, thank you very much for all the support you've given me. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you very much to everybody out there in podcast land. If you are new to the program, please hit a like and a subscribe on YouTube. Also, if you would give us a rating on the podcatcher of choice that you're using, that would be fantastic. Thanks, guys, once again. This is Misfit. I am out. We'll see you on the next one. Everybody stay safe, and we'll talk to you later.